I don't want to get in between this because I'm just going to be very, very practical here. <laughs> Why? Who's not being practical? <laughs> Throw us a subscribe, a review, whatever you want. How it helps out. How many subscribers do we have now? Let's keep that in-house. <laughs> <laughs> you would clearly enjoy the Biggie concert more than the, the, yes, the, the Prince yes, concert. Easily. You'd walk out of the Prince show, you'd be like, I should have fucking picked him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about flip-flopping. We're gonna talk about this kid Matt here. What did I do? You know what you I'm did. A pillar of consistency. This is a trash brand. Come on, you could do better. This is a grizzly. Hello, once again, and welcome back to the memo, everyone. We are all happy to be back. You have Richard Lyons, Matthew Brodsky, and we want to welcome back Mr. Alex Masados. Round of applause. It's been gone for a long time. He was in Greece this past week. That's why he couldn't make it last week. Um, you know, you, you lo- we lost Egal tonight, but we brought back the legendary Alex Masados. Um, how Alex, was Greece? Yeah, how was Greece, Alex? Give the Can audience a little rundown. Uh, Greece was good. Uh, Spiro okay, so let's got get to engaged. The <laughs> Congratulations to Spiro. Shout out Spiro. Yes, and, epi- and Jackie. Spiro and Jackie. Episodes dedicated to you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, how nice. Um, yeah, uh, Greece was good. I was there for like a week. Now I'm back here and I'm miserable. Okay, Because I'm good. not, in, not in Greece anymore. Yeah, you can join the rest of us. We're also not in Greece and miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it works. That is how it goes. And uh, <laughs> speaking of Greece, uh, that's where Chris Herndon's going to probably be playing next year. Uh, because, <laughs> because as we uh, – new segment for the year – uh, for the NFL football season, we're going to give you the hometown report where we uh, probably mostly talk about the Jets because we got two Jets fans on the show. And we'll dabble in the Giants and probably be salty about them because we don't like them. But it's the yeah. home the hometown report as we are New Yorkers. Um, big news of the day for the New York Jets. Chris Herndon is traded to the Minnesota Vikings for uh, surprisingly a fourth rounder. Uh, I believe it was Herndon in a sixth for a fourth rounder, which um, – Seems a little weird on the on the Vikings end of it. A fourth rounder for him. I mean, he was drafted in the fourth round in 2018, and to you know give that up for him after only playing bad for the last two years, like his stock has only fallen since his rookie year. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, um, uh, I mean, ahead. he's obviously had trouble staying healthy, and when he has been healthy over the last couple of years, he hasn't been particularly productive um but i guess the vikings are desperate being that irv smith uh just got injured so um a fourth rounder i think is is like fine value for him for the jets but um we were talking earlier today and you mentioned the jets don't really have uh much depth at tight end and i think um they could have used a player like herndon but i don't know maybe maybe they see potential in Croft and and Griffin even though Griffin hasn't really been that productive either over the last couple of years weird move all around yeah yeah I'm surprised it happened didn't Griffin wasn't Griffin pretty good last year or the year before a few touchdowns two seasons ago he had like a career year and if you like go back and watch pretty much every big play he had he was just completely left uncovered by the defense <laughs> and just got, like, easy gimme yards, like, did nothing special. Doesn't run good routes, really. Doesn't have great hands. Not a good blocker. I mean, 
I don't know if maybe nothing good about him. Yeah, there's really yeah, nothing good about him. So and I, I guess, you know, <laughs> there wasn't much that Herndon did during training camp to, you know, give them much confidence this year. So, you know, they see him every day. Obviously, they know more than us. It's just weird to me to, to roll into the season with Croft and Griffin are both have been injury prone through their through their career. And there's really like not much upside with either of them. And they have Wesco, Trevon Wesco. Who they drafted like two mm-hmm. seasons, two, uh, two years ago. But he's, Griffin he's, the one that like punched yes. through like a hotel window. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they have Wesco, who's going to be playing more Quality of a fullback role. Gotta, we got to light the mindset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just weird. They don't really, they like don't really have a tight end with much upside on the roster. I thought Herndon was that, and he was one of their the better blockers of the three of them. So we'll see what Yo, happens. Who's the starting tight end? Tyler Croft. He's so ugly too. I've seen yeah. pictures of him. Oh my god! I feel like he had that great game in the preseason. He caught two touchdowns. I guess now we're you know crowning him as the best. He used player to be ever. on the Bengals, I think. Right? Yeah, I, th- I feel like he definitely was on the Bengals. He's a weird-looking guy. Um, well, what do you think went wrong for Chris Herndon, Rich? I mean, this is Definitely a guy, let's be honest. I mean, you were hyping him up. I mean, you, you can go back and probably check the tapes, check the, the text, send the tapes. <laughs> I mean, you were penciling Darnold and Herndon for the next Rivers and Gates. I just want to know what went yeah. wrong. Well, I mean, I think everyone after his rookie year was sort of putting him on this uh, pedestal of this is a guy who's going to be a great weapon in the future. To have, like – almost 600 yards and I don't remember how many touchdowns as a rookie tight end with a rookie quarterback him and Darnold would always connect on you know big plays and convert their downs and it just looked like an immediate you know quarterback tight end reliable connection then the next year uh he gets hurt immediately I'm I'm pretty sure he was suspended or something and then broke his rib like the first snap he played of the year so didn't play it basically the entire year and then last year he just I don't know what it was. I'm, yeah, I know he had knee surgery in the offseason or something, but he didn't miss any time because of it. He just played terrible. And a lot of people were, you know, you know, p- pinning him as a guy who could maybe have a post-Adam Gase turnaround. And I guess he just he just wasn't playing well for them, and they didn't have a, uh, a plan for him in the future. And I'm pretty sure he was going to be a free agent. So maybe they were just like, right now Tyler Croft is playing better than him. He's going to play more of the snaps no matter what um let's just get something for this guy who most likely won't be back next year instead of just trying to see what he's got you know a fourth round pick i mean that's not bad for a guy who drafted in the fourth round it seems like a real like desperation play by the vikings yeah that's i've seen a lot of people throwing out desperation uh i don't know is he gonna go there and just start like the week before the season (laughs) that's how desperate they are i mean good for him that's like an opportunity right there in a contract year but yeah, I mean that he just he just never lived up to what he did his rookie year, and I don't know if it was injuries that piled up or if he just you know if he just didn't ha- actually have it in him after a promising year. I, I mean, you see it from guys all the time they they do well as a rookie, like, and they just never they never catch on after that. But mm-hmm. so that whole new era of Jets are uh, now playing elsewhere, right? Yeah, that, that, that graphic um, that you sent that was picture that was that was the the pick the when they announced their new uniforms that was the picture they released of those guys and now every single one of them is not on the team <laughs> so crazy it's uh now joe douglas's roster i believe there's only 11 players from the mike mccagnan era left and you know it's like quinn and williams and 
who gives a shit who else because Marcus May and uh, Nathan Shepard. Wow. You know, okay. Third string D tackle. Good for him. <laughs> this guy's got uh, some staying power. Yeah, he does. He, I'm surprised. Dude, he was like 25 years old when they drafted him. I can't believe he's still on the team. He was really? an old rookie, 25, 24, one of those. Um, yeah, he's like 29 now. He's still on the team. Good for him. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a surprising move by the Jets um, and the Vikings, I guess we, we, we could agree on. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, Irv, I saw Irv Smith like might be done for the year, right? And this is a guy he was being hyped up pretty pretty well for yeah. the Vikings offense. They uh-huh. lost Kyle Rudolph is now with the Giants, actually. Mm-hmm. They, I guess they just had no tight end. Yeah, yeah, I think Irv Smith is projected was projected to have a pretty good year, um, but I think he's dealing with a knee now. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how long that keeps him out. But that would be a big blow for the Vikings, um, an offense that's you know over the last couple of years lost its one of its big playmakers and Stephon Diggs got another one back in Justin Jefferson. Um, they still have Cook and a solid backup in Alexander Madison. So, you know, they still have weapons over there, but Irv Smith was pre- figured to be a uh, play a big role in that offense. And, you know, Kirk Cousins struggled a little bit last year. He looks like he's, you know, pretty polarizing figure back there. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> multiple all- reasons. Yeah. For multiple reasons, on and off the field, um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe Herndon will will fill in that void, and you know, I guess they can afford to uh, take a little risk on him. So yeah. now the big the big question here uh, that everybody wants to know, Rich, since you did have a no Jets policy for the fantasy football league this year, mm-hmm. does this now open the door for Chris Herndon to make his way back onto the team? In the first round. Yep, does. Um, <laughs> you have yeah. the number one overall pick. <laughs> and we thought it was going to be McCaffrey, but now I think it's anybody's no, guess. No, everyone thinks McCaffrey, but then you look at a guy like Herndon, you know, <laughs> owning that sole spot in the Minnesota Vikings uh, uh, offense at tight end. I mean, can you pass that up? I don't know. That's a PPR monster in the making, <laughs> Mr. Chris Herndon. I'm we left. broken. We left now. You'll talk yourself into it by my. Oh, I will. I well, I'll, I'll be. I'll be drinking. It'll be like the fifteenth round, and I'll be like, "Yo, fucking Herndon, bro." I'll give you the side eye. Like, should I take? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love when people say, like you said before, Alex. He's dealing with a knee. Like he just like found out he had a knee or something. <laughs> Such an what? old old person way to say. Yeah. Like, like what? What about his knee? Like he's just dealing with a knee. The coaches will always say that. It's like, yeah, he's got a bit of an ankle right now. And they're trying to <laughs> Sounds like a good thing he's got his ankles. <laughs> um, uh, is there anything else noteworthy for the Jets side of uh, the uh, New Jersey I, stadium? Maybe? I guess, you know, we're a few days late on this, but the other one would just be they, they traded for Shaq Lawson oh, right. of the uh, Houston Texans. And um, basically you want everything. All the losses. <laughs> yeah, they replaced Carl Lawson with Shaq Lawson, um, a co-host of the show. Egal was very excited about this. Like, I remember I texted him and he was like, "Let's fucking go!" Like, yo, I never thought they'd get him. <laughs> I wrote back to him. I was what? like, <laughs> "I was like, are you thinking of Shaq Barrett?" <laughs> and he was like, "I think I might be thinking of him." 
because Shaq Lawson is not great. There's never <laughs> been a Jets move that he got wasn't hyped about. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's had some solid seasons in the past, but I don't think he ever. Uh, fun fact: Shaq Lawson is the last first-round draft pick that Rex Ryan ever made as a head coach uh, while he was for with the Buffalo. Buffalo. For Buffalo, yes, he never lived up to the billing as a, a first-round uh, draft pick. Ah, he never had more. The billing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> that was unintentional. Um, he never. He had more than like six sacks in a season. And I know it's not all sacks aren't the only number to look at, but I just think he's been like pretty mediocre his whole career. So he's just a depth move, especially after they lost Vinnie Curry as well. Um, you know, six round pick pretty one of our coaches, our D line, like our D line coach or something was like a big advocate for getting him. I was reading, I forgot his name. It's like, I'm not even going to attempt to think what his name is because I don't know. But, yeah, they got him. That'd be the other big news. There's not much um, to say on that Yeah, I've seen that he was just like a rotational guy most of his career. So we'll see how, he, yeah, see how they I utilize mean, him. But I was reading that he was playing in the fourth quarter of preseason games this year <laughs> oh, and okay. that he had zero, <laughs> zero pressures on 50 pass rush snaps in the preseason. So well, he'll fit right in then. Second, second, <laughs> uh, second most pass rush, snap, pass rush snaps with no pressures of the whole preseason and the jets were like we got it we gotta go get we gotta get this guy <laughs> this guy fits what we want not a stat you want to be tops <laughs> in the league in. you know and what, did they, what did they trade for him a sixth rounder okay i mean it's a throwaway if he, you get he, maybe he maybe he's a solid year for you if he doesn't I think we had a few six to throw around. Um, I know we have we have like a I bunch. I have of- none. Just gave no, one we had for, least- <laughs> for with Herndon too. They traded away. Did, we did. That's true. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that uh, Douglas in the interview process he said I'll never use a six round pick, and the Jets were <laughs> like, we, we, we like this that. This is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm bringing up the bad stats because. The Jets fans got to hear it. Don't don't expect too much out of this guy just because it's an edge rusher that the Jets traded for. He's probably not going to be good. So <laughs> don't get your hopes up. And uh, just look forward to, like, Quinn and Williams or something. <laughs> so how's the D-line looking now, that top three defensive line? Well, we, got we went from front? top three to now, you know, we're top ten. You add Shaq Lawson, <laughs> probably drops you to bottom, bottom ten. <laughs> no. Who are their starters? Uh, you got Quinnen. Sheldon Rankins, uh, John Franklin Myers, and the other DN spot is up for grabs. It's either Bryce Huff or maybe Shaq Lawson comes in and pushes for that job. They got a rotation. Uh, they have Foley Fadukasi. I spoke about him last week. He's a you know great run defender. They have um, Jabari Zuniga, who sucks. They probably should have cut Still him. Still on the team? Yeah, everyone thought he was <laughs> going to get cut. He's hurt. Um, and uh, speaking of being cut... Jets also cut James Morgan, fourth-round pick from last year. Waste of a pick. Captain at, Morgan. At Captain Morgan threw the Hail Mary to Yaboa. Both of those players actually <laughs> were cut <laughs> from the Hail Mary the other night. So good job for them. Uh, <laughs> they did not play themselves onto the roster with that play. So how meaningless is preseason? Very. Um, we can move on from the Jets if we want. That is the uh, – what should we call it? The um, – take flight report 
That's no. definitely not a rip of anything else. No, the Jets have never used that before. The Meadowlands <laughs> report. The Meadowlands report. I like it. Then we would Met have life. the MetLife report. Yeah, because they do not. It's still in the Meadowlands. Is that a location? I don't know. It has like ten names. <laughs> yeah. like East Rutherford. Yeah, East Rutherford. I think is the city. And then um, like their practice facility is like also somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, it's in okay. a different part. So it's a working it's a working title for now. So we'll yeah. we'll get we'll figure that out. But that was Infinity. the hometown report. I think is what we did open it up we're, as. Now we're switching know. it. <laughs> you know, if we're, <laughs> if we're just gonna talk about the Jets, it shouldn't just be the hometown report because then it's not. All well, I mean, there's the nothing time. to really talk about with the Giants right now. So we'll, okay, we'll hold, so we'll maybe next time, maybe next time, Giants fans, hold um, on. The only thing is that they actually they haven't announced if Barkley's playing Week One or not, which I think is interesting. He didn't play in the preseason at all, and I understand that guy so. ever play. No, no, he doesn't. I, I, even if he does play, he's going to be eased into the to the offense, I'm sure. So buyer beware, fantasy drafters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a risk, you know, and there could be a high reward. But can you risk those first few games not having a, you know, full workload from your RB1? Very, very tough decision. But we can move I'm staying on. away from him for sure. Me as well, because I already know who I'm picking. All right. Next up on the docket, we could stick in the AFC East if we would like to. And, uh, and you know, we can put this right in the cold takes from last week because we had a whole discussion about uh, who's going to start Mac Jones or Cam Newton. And um, I know I said Cam Newton would start for a while. And he <laughs> Did had, you? I don't remember what each of our takes were on that. To be honest. I said he would start. And then you uh, naturally said, what about week four? And mm. I said, I think he'll still be starting. And mm. you know, lo and behold, he is cut. <laughs> so not only is yeah, he not starting, tough. It's he's tough to not start. on the team. <laughs> I mean, I th- I'm still – I think crazy. he might this jog out a... there. For the first <laughs> this half. was a very out-of-nowhere move. I think that, like we talked about last week, there was a lot of momentum leading towards Mac Jones getting the, the starting job because of how he looked in the preseason and Cam's issues with the, with the COVID protocol and he was missing time in camp. Um, so, I mean, certainly it was kind of like up in the air who was going to start week one. Um, but I don't think anybody expected Cam to be outright cut today, um, which I, I thought was very surprising when I saw Cam, the news. Cam is not vaccinated, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I, everything I've been reading is that people are very shocked by this. But um, I was saying earlier today, I mean, obviously it's shocking. Um, you expected cam to be on the roster going into the season but if you think about it for a little bit he was pretty horrible last season um can't you you can't stay healthy he can barely throw the ball 10 yards downfield he won't get the vaccine so he's a risk to the team um and coaches are starting to be more outspoken about the fact that if you're not going to get vaccinated then that's going to go into how coaches structure the roster um, sure. So, I mean, he wasn't doing himself any favors. So, I don't know. And you know, nobody's going to – if any coach is not going to do you a favor, it's Bill Belichick. He'll cut you with no remorse. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I guess yeah. when you do like take a step back and, and think about it, um, you make a lot of good points. I mean, the guy stinks. So what do we like? <laughs> what's what's the point? And then to your point about the vaccine, you know, I mean, like we're obviously not going to go down that rabbit hole in terms of getting it or not. But it you do have to think, is it worth it to have a backup quarterback who's not vaccinated, knowing that the risks of forfeiting a game or, you know, get spreading it into your quarterback room and all that stuff? Um I guess the risk reward was just not worth it for the past, but Richard, you mentioned it. I don't, I, I never saw this, so I don't know like if you know where you got this from, you said Brian Hoyer is also not vaccinated. That's I saw. I saw that. So that um, oh, but come on. I guess that kind of just disproves that whole point then. Well, who's more likely to get COVID? Oh, Cam Newton okay. or Brian Hoyer? Well, Cam has already had it at least once. I don't know what happened the second time when he missed camp recently. Look, well, I, I think with who's that, going out Hoyer? to the clubs? <laughs> Hoyer likes to get down, man. Don't 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 knock Brian Hoyer. Hey, who's who has a, who's gonna have a thousand girls running up to him with their COVID <laughs> with their COVID coughs? Yeah. Look, Brian I, Hoyer, Cam I, I think hey, listen, I give if, it to you. If anything, that may tell you that. Maybe Cam asked them to release him so he can look for a starting job. Maybe with the Houston Texans, who are who are who the hell are they starting this year? Because Watson's not going to play. That's what it's. He's going to be on the fifty-three man roster and be inactive every game. Was what I was reading. So maybe he's like, look, I was on a one-year deal with you anyway. If I'm not going to start, let me go. You know, find another team where I could possibly get in there. And, you know, put some some you know, game tape out there for other teams. Uh, I don't know where he's going to end up, but, you know, like you were talking before, yeah, a lot of coaches are sort of be cracking down on this and saying outright. I know Urban Meyer was like, yeah, I, there were a lot of cuts I made because it's not worth the, the risk for these guys who are un, unvaccinated. And the, the, the problem with it is, isn't even like, you know, spreading the virus, getting the virus. It's that if you're near someone who – tested positive or near someone who was near someone who tested positive you have to sit out if you're not vaccinated like you have to be out for the five i think that's what happened no recently it was like something with testing with with cam but there's like so many extra rules for people who aren't vaccinated even if you you know didn't get it that it's just so not worth it especially like you were saying for your backup quarterback like you just can't you can't deal with it because if your starter goes down you can't have your backup dealing with with bullshit like this Yep. Yeah, you make a good point. Um, I can definitely see him going down to Houston and, and playing for the Texans and starting, even though they're going to be so bad, no matter what. Um, but hey, they have Philip Lindsay, dude. Come on. They have Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson. A weird trio of running backs. I was listening to this. Uh, I, I was listening to, to Bill not, not to bad. Bill Simmons. Uh, yesterday and he had this you know reporter from the texans on and you know he bill was like you know everyone uh, talking about how the texans dumpster fire which they are but this and that like they were saying like oh they're just a bunch of guys like who don't care and the guy was like no man like they have a bunch of guys who are on one-year deals that are there like competing and they like they want to get another deal like they want so yeah. like maybe you maybe that's the the land of misfits where you go there for a year you play hard with all these other guys who are trying to get another deal and they'll be terrible they're gonna, they're gonna win three games <laughs> yeah. max come on i can you name Look, anyone on their defense they win f- one um they have name one player on defense no no i i cannot i really uh, can't 
<laughs> I know their defensive coordinator is Lovey Smith. Also feel like they haven't had a draft pick in a decade. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Bill O'Brien was just trading all of them. Oh, I guess they have Laramie Tunsil, right? Yeah. He's and, on offense. Um, not, they have you know, they have DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see what hap- happens with uh, Mr. Cam Newton, but definitely one. Of, there's always one. There's always one shocking uh, thing that happens on on a day like today. You know, not as shocking as Chris Herndon legend being shipped out, but you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, any, anything else you guys want to say on the Cam Newton front? Do you think he ends up in Houston? Are there any other teams that come to mind that you think you could, he could end up? Does he go back to, to Carolina? Does he go to Washington with Ron Rivera? No, that's what I said. Um, Ron Rivera supposedly came out and said like he was asked about it. And, um, <laughs> he's like, he sucks. He's like, nah. <laughs> nah he, he, he was asked about it, and he said like they thought about it, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is their starter, so they're not interested or something. They but, thought uh, about it for a long time. Fitzpatrick. Huh? Happened yeah, today. They, thought, they thought about <laughs> it. Um, but, Mine's yeah, for, I guess I think he's going to be a backup still somewhere. filthy. I mean, you said – but you mentioned the Steelers. I saw the Cowboys were looking into it. I think he'll end up at one Jets. of those teams. Alex did say the Jets. Um, they would never. Can so they, they cut Morgan. Who's the backup quarterback? Cam it, Newton. It's David, it's David White. David? Who the fuck who? is that? <laughs> Look him up. He's filthy. You mean Mike White? No. David Wright? No, you're right. It's on the Mets. I think it might be Mike White. Still, who the hell is who that? Who the fuck is Mike White? <laughs> he's the Mike only Mike White is like a. He sounds like, like when you sim like ten seasons of Madden and there's like <laughs> random <laughs> rookies in the league. The auto-generated uh, rookie rookie names. How could that be the only quarterback like for the should, rookie? You should never. He looks that like is a Madden preset guy too. It looks <laughs> like him. <laughs> so how could that be their only quarterback to back up a rookie? That's crazy to me. You're telling me he can't get it done? Oh, my God. Um, poor guy. That doesn't have look, a chance. I was surprised they didn't run with Josh Johnson. Yeah, I why guess, not? I guess they're just uh, really hoping that Zach Wilson <laughs> doesn't get hurt. <laughs> and, That's weird, dude. I mean, who were they going to uh, – wait. The Patriots also cut Brian Hoyer. What? I just forgot about that. They all. I'm pretty okay. sure Brian Hoyer got released. So they just have Stidham? Yeah, I think let me let me confirm that. Yeah, they did. So okay, that kind of maybe takes back the Okay, now the vaccine is back <laughs> in play. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> which makes sense, like we said. Yeah. Uh yeah, well we had that whole discussion, so I I don't know why that popped into my head. I mean, who's out there? Who's out there that you can get besides Cam Newton? Um For who, the Jets? Yeah. I don't know. He I seems, saw this. The Saints you, cut Trevor Simeon. Good... Yeah, bring him back. Better than Mike White. Is he? <laughs> You've never seen Mike White play. Simeon, he played a full season. He wasn't terrible. He was just bad. Richard Richard was singing his praises on this show. <laughs> Simeon? I, yeah, I said yeah. he was filthy. I said he was the best backup in the NFL. Really? He was coming <laughs> off a good season for Denver. <laughs> And he was he was pretty good, right? And then he no, I mean, he played one game and snapped his ankle in half. But he did. Uh, pretty sure Miles right. Garrett saw to that. 
He, yeah, he's like, fuck it, ankle. Yeah. <laughs> but can't use my helmet. I'll just fucking snap your ankle in. I don't know. Okay. If you want, if you want a better backup than Mike White, Cam Newton's your guy. Sure. But okay, think like if Zach Wilson gets hurt and you bring in Cam Newton, you're running just a completely different offense that you have not at all worked on. Like, what are you going to throw Cam Newton in there and just run the same plays? They're just completely different players. It wouldn't. It doesn't make sense for the. It's pretty valid. You know what I mean? And uh, Mac Jones and Cam Newton could not have been more different players. And Mac Jones looked better than him, honestly. After that, after, I mean, he was going like 10 for 14, 150 yards every game to Matt's dismay. And um, he just looked better than, than Cam. And then the five days of COVID. And Cam had a, a better game that week, that week too, when they both played. I guess he didn't. <laughs> I, I guess watched they just... a single preseason game. You shouldn't. Everyone overreacts really out of their mind. Um, I don't know. We'll see where. Hopefully, by next episode, we we can talk about where Cam ends up. Um, maybe he'll take a little bit. I think I think Pittsburgh is a good landing spot because XFL. They, they suck, and he sucks. Who? Good. <laughs> Cam. Oh yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Match made in heaven. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yeah, I think I I genuinely do think Houston is probably the most logical though, given who, who is their starter. Him. I have no idea who it is. Tyrod Taylor. No way. Yep. Is he going to get his lung punctured by the doctor again? You can only hope. Can no. you can you uh, imagine? What was that lie they said? They were like, oh, this happens all the time. <laughs> they were like, actually, you have to puncture the lung when you're doing this. <laughs> uh, I think it was like a, it was like a risk that <laughs> exists, obviously. But when the picture when he found out while he was doing it, he was like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that doctor still has a job. I heard they promoted uh, him. Hey, he got, he was he on got, the Chargers, right? He got Justin Herbert into the game. Damn yeah, right, they promoted him. <laughs> he was probably just—he was like, was like, all right. He's watching practice. Shove <laughs> it in there a little more. <laughs> he's watching practice. The coach walks by, and bumps him in the back yeah. while he's doing I, I think. I mean, conspiracy theory. This doctor is watching practice every day. He's watching Anthony Lynn go up on the podium and say, "Tyrod Taylor is our guy." This doctor matters into his own hands. He's like, we need to get. Whoops. He's like, look, if if this coaching staff gets fired, I'm out of here as a team doctor, probably. So I gotta jab him a little harder in the lungs. Yeah. Well, good. Hey, listen, Tyrod Taylor still got himself a a starting quarterback gig this year, so I guess it worked out in the end. Until Cam Newton comes to town. They would be able to run similar offenses. They would. They they would both not be able to throw the <laughs> ball. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd run a bad offense. It'd be, it'd be perfect. Do they have um, Brandon Cook still? Yeah. That sucks for him, man. He'll is this going to be? He'll get a it, concussion. Soon. Is this going to be the first year he doesn't play with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Probably. Drew well, Brees. I mean, Jared Goff. We have to kind of readjust that narrative. Drew Brees to Tom Brady, right? To was it Goff next? Yeah, that's what and then saying. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's still that was before Jared Goff, you know, became a loser. So <laughs> he was still playing before well McVay that year. They threw him under the bus. Yeah, uh, Stafford's <laughs> gonna go off. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Okay, um, 
Well, if we're on the topic of Houston and their quarterbacks, I guess oh, we can. Oh, wow. Hey. Yeah, we can. Uh, there is another quarterback in Houston. Yeah. Um, and the rumor mill is starting again, and I hate it. I hate hearing about this because the fact that anyone would be interested in dealing for this man with this whole cut. Look, innocent until proven guilty. I get it. While this controversy is hanging over anyone's head, why would you want to make any moves for your team and like bring this guy onto your roster without finding out what happens first? Uh, you know, we're talking about the Sean Watson and the rumor that the Dolphins are looking to trade for him. I just don't get it. Um, the, the capital would be way too much, and the risk of what if he is guilty? You're gonna fucking bring this guy in as the face of your franchise. He'll, pro- he'll have to probably miss a year if he is guilty, and then the NFL will let him back in anyway because that's what they do because they're scumbags. But I just I really don't understand why there's any talk about anyone acquiring this man. So supposedly the Brian Flores, I think, is pretty against the bringing him in right now since the talk is now the Dolphins are the front runners. Brian Flores is against it. It seems like the owner is the one pushing for it. Which, you know, again, like you said, it's kind of is weird to, to make a push like that with so much up in the air. But at the same time, I do think that these teams are a lot more uh, privy to information that's not public knowledge yet. Um, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show the other day and when this was like a talking point and they say that these teams, they hire their own like, you know, private investigators and lawyers and all of this stuff where they can look into um, this stuff in more detail that is even though it's not being reported on. So there it is possible, I guess, that the Dolphins are aware of a little bit more and they feel comfortable in the situation or the owner is comfortable enough to take the risk. And then on the flip side, to, to go along with that, you would have to assume that any draft compensation that the Dolphins give up would be protected picks in the event that, you know, Watson goes to fucking jail or like is suspended for multiple seasons or, or something like that. Um, so the picks would have to be protected. So there is, I guess there is some things that the Dolphins can do to protect themselves and make the move. But I, I ultimately still do agree with you that it is a big risk to take, especially when you're a week away from the season and you have two are ready to go. It seems like a very weird time to make this move. And all the teams that were linked were teams with, you know, quarterbacks in a situation like that. It was like the Dolphins, the Panthers, and, and, the, and the Eagles. You know, Tua, Darnold, and Jalen Hurts. So maybe, maybe it was, you know, an agent or a team, you know, or like the Texans drumming up that rumor. Looking well, the at thing the, is, you know. it was like, that makes sense, though, because the Texans are probably looking for, like, a young quarterback in return. Um so, like, Darnold, Hurts, Tua would probably be part of the deal for Watson. Well, I mean, yeah. from the Texan side, if the Texans can get anything of note for him right now, I mean, I would do that. If you can get Tua and, like, first-round picks, like, it's a no-brainer for Houston, right? Yeah. I just don't well, get it from the other side. That was kind of my point, Alex, is that the fact that it's these teams with these, you know, young quarterbacks that aren't proven – that they could get back in a trade if they were to do this, that maybe that's why it would be like a team like the Texans or an agent on, on that side, like Watson's side, you know, putting this rumor out there, even if it's not fully true, because the Texans would want one of those guys in return for him if a trade were to happen. Um, I guess if you're, if you're looking at it from like one of those teams' perspectives that it's trading for Watson, you think 
you know, putting <laughs> putting morals aside, okay, you you tr- give up picks and the quarterback that you've drafted and have been developing for Deshaun Watson, he gets suspended for at worst a season, and then the the season after that, you have Deshaun Watson, sure thing, bona fide star, um, and you you go forward from there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a risk that I can see teams taking. Especially a team like like maybe the Dolphins that you know they're playing in the same division as the Buffalo Bills who are looking like they're going to be perennial AFC East winners. Um it doesn't it doesn't seem like the Dolphins are going to win the AFC East this year being that the, the Bills are, you know, probably top 5 Super Bowl contenders. You trade away to uh, you down being shitty for a season, and then you have Deshaun Watson with the defense that they have, the weapons that they have, and then maybe you put yourself in a better position to compete. And then if Deshaun Watson goes to jail? Just, <laughs> uh, with the NFL's track record with guys who do this shit, he's going he's gonna to play football again. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a fair point. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It just is weird that this is now stirring up so close to the season because it feels anything... a little like fabricated. Yeah. I ultimately, like I'm not, you know, sold that something is really going to get done, but if you trade Tua, if the Dolphins backup, I guess is Jacoby Brissett, which is not, not a terrible backup plan to have. If you really know, you know, like you said, suck for a year, but I, I don't know. Miami would be so good with Deshaun Watson if he was cleared to play, though, from a football yeah. standpoint. All right. <clears throat> Moving on here. We're going to close the day off. Since Mr. Masados missed last week's episode, he is required to give us a bold prediction heading in to the 2021 NFL season. So, Alex, you may take the stage and tell us what you think. Okay. Uh, my bold prediction is that the L.A. Rams miss the playoffs. Wow. Whoa. Right now, they're over under, I think, is like 10.5 wins. So that's pretty high up there in the league. They, they do project to be a good team. But um, I think losing Brandon Staley is really big for this team um Damn I think, right i think mcveigh obviously he was held back by <coughs> a struggling jared goff jared goff a jared goff that completely fell off um and in theory they have uh you know a, a better quarterback back there now in matt stafford um but um watching the Rams last last season I think their play calling has gotten very uh dry and and boring compared to what it was when they made that Super Bowl run um whether that is a result of Jared Goff not being reliable or not remains to be seen um but I don't know Stafford you know obviously he has had an amazing career so far but He's getting up there in age. He's not 
the same quarterback that he used to be. You know, he, he makes a lot of mistakes. Um, and, you know, I want my bold prediction to be pretty bold. Um, so, bold. And they, they play in a really good division. Um, the Cardinals look like they're going to be a good team. Um, the Seahawks are always, you know, competitive as long as they have Russell Wilson. Um, and the 49ers, they, you know, took a step back last season, but now they have um, Trey Lance, who, you know, I, I know, I know it was Richard's prediction <laughs> that he won't play, but he's a pretty exciting prospect, and maybe he gets in there and, and provides a spark for this team that has, you know, talent pretty much all across the board besides um, their their biggest question mark is the quarterback position. So my bold prediction is that the Rams do not make the playoffs. That's an interesting one. I just think their defense is way too stacked for that to happen. And with Matt stacked Staff- roster, but it's, it's being coached by Raheem Morris. He's their OC. And, no, he's their DC. No, he's their, he's their oh, defensive coordinator. Um, which is weird because he's also been like a passing game coordinator and a wide receivers coach. So he was uh, Raheem Morris. He could do it all. He went to Hofstra. Wasn't he a running um, back? But I don't, know. I don't know. Let me see. I don't think he ever played in the NFL. Hey, they don't call him bold um, predictions for nothing. Right. It's a bold prediction. So easily could oh, be he wrong. Didn't play. Interesting. But. Yeah, Brandon like Brandon Staley was one of the hottest head coaches on the market. He obviously had I mean the from a talent standpoint and player standpoint, their defense is stacked, but um having the right game plan and the right scheme and the right preparation is a big part of it and Brandon Staley is a is a huge loss in my opinion and Stafford's still a good player, but I don't think he's the player that he used to be. Um, so I think they're a little overhyped. I personally think they're going to make it to the NFC championship. I know you do. <laughs> I'm big on the Rams this year. I love me, me some Matthew Stafford. I know. Hey, he, I just, they're worried with their run game, you know, without Cam Akers, they probably going to be pretty one dimensional. Yeah. They should sign Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. <laughs> That'll confirm Alex's bold. Prediction. Oh, you know, honestly, uh, a, Where are their weapons? Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Uh, they drafted some dumb receiver. Van Jefferson. Oh yeah, Van Jefferson. That was last year though. They drafted yeah. someone else this year. Tutu Atwell. Oh uh, yeah, name? yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of running backs, we forgot to mention that uh, Mr. J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL. That's a big hit Sucks. for the Ravens right there. Um, Every he's paid to have a big breakout year. Yeah, I mean, they still have Gus Edwards. They still obviously have Lamar. But just lose your starting running back a week before the season starts. Big, big, big blow. Did he Could need to be playing in that Edwards. preseason game? Nope. Probably not. Is that when he tore it? Yeah, it was during the game. Wow. He got tackled. The guy, like, it, like, he, like, it looked like it hyperextended his knee, but I guess it was a very bad one that ended up tearing the ligaments. But, uh, Damn, that sucks. That's like, I mean, it just that's one of those things where it's like, oh, of course he shouldn't have been playing. But I feel like Matt, you're one of the biggest advocates of it could happen any time. 
I feel like you've always. Yeah, but it's about minimizing. I mean, you like once it's in the regular season, it's unavoidable. Obviously, it can happen, but you you can avoid that by not playing them in preseason games. I don't believe the starters should Hindsight's ever play in the preseason game. That's true. I would add hindsight's twenty twenty. Like the fucking the, the Chiefs had Pat Mahomes playing a whole half. That's crazy to me. They have a whole new offensive line. They need reps. So let them play. I guess, but I mean, I like, think Mahomes will like figure it out. Carl Lawson got yeah. hurt in practice out for the year. Like, it just well, this happened. is so those things you can't avoid. But I would, it's always about you know, like doing the most that you can and, and to avoid those situations. Like, I don't even hard. think a player should step into the facility until week one. <laughs> they shouldn't practice. They shouldn't work out. They shouldn't do anything. So you know, that's you know, taking it a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the third preseason game with your star running back. Come on. Week four is when the season starts. Yeah, we always the first few weeks we're always like, is the league trash? <laughs> and then by like week seven, we're like, wow, is it the best? Best. <laughs> it's always the best. We can't lie to ourselves. Wait, I was gonna say something. David Bakhtiari. <laughs> no, no. Going back to Dobbins, that's that's pretty big, because I I feel like he was like their one hope for taking all of the attention away from Lamar Jackson. And now it's like back to only Lamar Jackson and it's going to, you know, it's going to happen. You don't believe in Gus? They're a team that has full prediction to miss the playoffs. That some people have been talking about that, that they are. You could do worse than Gus Edwards, but Gus bus, Gus bus, all aboard. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, and I feel like running backs in that offense will find ways. They everyone produces in that offense. Mark Ingram, Gus yeah. Edwards, um, Dobbins. They had some other guy that was just yeah. M- most his name, but they always they seem to just get Buck get yardage. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Javoris <laughs> Allen. If we're being honest, was their issue was never going to be the run game, no matter what. Anyway, they, they got to have. It's a they great gotta, pull there, Buck Allen. That's they they got they got a. <laughs> Get that fantasy. passing game in order if they <laughs> they want to make any noise. I know Rashad Bateman's been banged up, right? You know, Marquise Goodwin's out there. They got Mark Andrews, but if they're going to do anything Marquise anyway. Mar- yeah, Goodwin's the other guy. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, that's yeah. Um, if they're gonna they have do, Sammy Watkins. They do have Watkins. If they're going to make any noise, they got to get that passing game, you know, running better than they ever have. So we'll see now what they do. That seems like even more far-fetched now because now you lose Dobbins and it's like, okay, the defense can say Lamar's either going to run it or he's going to pass it. (laughs) That's that's usually the two options. Yeah, yeah. No, but now you could have handed it off to Dobbins before, but now it's like, all right, if, if Gus Edwards beats us, you know, we'll say... Any given Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to run it or he's going to pass it. (laughs) Uh, That's the type of insight you get on this show. That's what you get on the memo. I get what you're uh, saying. You're saying Lamar is either going to run or pass it. They can hand it (laughs) off. And then it's not really a threat. But I I don't think Gus Edwards is really that bad. He's not that bad, but he's not going to run for like. He has two first names. Two fifty. Edwards is not a first name, Richard. 
well, I am going to name my son Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> then I want you to tell me it's not a first name. Um, even, but I'm going to name my daughter Edwards. I wish her the oh. best of luck in her life. It sounds like it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be great. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, wow, what a beautiful name. If they wow. just named, if Gus Edwards' parents just named him Ryan, he'd be a way better player. But his no. name is Gus. The Gus Bus. Come on. If his name was Ryan Edwards, he'd be on the math team. <laughs> See who, who else did the Ravens? Gus. <laughs> Gus Bus from the, the great bench warmers. Great scene. Justice Hill is the backup. You could do worse than a guy named Justice Hill. That's a football player for sure. That's if if you're ever looking in the papers and you're like, you hear about the the local high school team? They got this running back, Justice Hill. That's the name you would see. Okay, I'll give it. You wouldn't see Gus Edwards. Uh, I'll tell you. You probably did when he was playing high school football. The right guard. Fuck you, Matt. (laughs) See, go look at his high school press clippings. I'm sure they wrote about him. Gus Edwards, the stat guy. All right, let's end. Let's end the fucking show, okay? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Come on now. So our fans are gonna hear that. They're gonna Listen, hear you clamoring for the show to end. What? A, give Gus Edwards his respect and let's move on with it. All right, all right I'm fine, sick of fine. it. I like Gus Edwards. Alex is the one who said it's Lamar is gonna run or pass. No, that's res- what the offense is. No respect to Gus Edwards and the threat it's of him the, out of the back. It's called the RPO. All of a sudden, we love Gus Edwards. <laughs> I do. He's got some fantasy value. I th- sure. Wasn't he going to be the pass catching back anyway? I, I think Dobbins has cinder block hands. <laughs> That's what I was hearing. All right, whatever. We'll end the show because Matt's got some work to do <laughs> and do. because he hates be hates recording for the fans. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, you know, next week we're going to give us a little uh, a foursome. We're going to get Egal back on here. We'll see oh, if right. <laughs> you like that. I said that on purpose oh, because it's going to be a. That's how you drive up the hype for next week. You're going to be. You shoot. guys can do a threesome. I'm a. I'm going to. You can record s- it. Stay out of that one. <laughs> it's foursome. We'll be shooting our shots at nope. each other. Oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> you know, shooting our takes. Man. That's Richard. That's what? Richard Lyons. That's, I, what? Not me. <laughs> not me bro alright thank you for tuning in um, we'll be back next week with the four people show whatever I guess I can't say foursome um, and we'll see how you guys like it let us know um, Alex good to have you back Matt uh, hate you and um, thank you for tuning in you're a great guy bye everyone